Good morning, good morning, good morning. I need a love to hate to hate just mean that I love and I do not hate. It is sweet Sunday. God is good. He blessed me. My family is blessed. Another day above ground is always a blessing. And my verse of the day comes from John 637. All that the Father gift me shall come to me, and him that come to me I will in no wise cast out. I want to thank him for the good, the bad, and the ugly, for allowing me to see another day with my family. Besides the fact of struggling with finance, overall, me and my family is in a good, healthy situation. And for that, I thank him. I try to start every day with a new hope. I try to leave bad memories behind and have faith for a better tomorrow. Not every day is a good day, and not every day I'm able to accomplish that, but every day I strive to do that. And I think all of us should. Thank you, God. And I want to start my Sunday, sweet Sunday off with my horoscope. As you know, I'm a Taurus. For those of you who don't know, yes, I'm a Taurus. Taurians could have personal wellness on their mind today. When it comes to making health improvements, the energy is primed. I'm sorry, it's primed for you to jump right in and begin going to extremes right away. Though rarely works in the long run because it may be too difficult to stick with it. Today's prescription is to make small improvements that you can stick with. That sense of moving in the right direction may just be the inspiration you need to tackle the week ahead. Yes, my soul invites I try so hard to stay healthy, to do right, to eat right, to exercise. Um, you know, some days you just get lazy and you just don't feel like doing anything. Um, but I still stick to it. I still, you know, do my exercise and I still um, try to eat healthy for the most part. A lot of people around me is going vegan. Um, I love chicken. I love, you know, wings. Um, so and it's hard for me to just say I'm letting go of meat completely because I do love chicken. I do love wings. Sorry. But, um. It is on my mind about health and improvements because I keep fighting with my sinus and I'm struggling with making decisions when it comes to that. And when I don't feel my best, it's hard for me to try to pump myself to keep exercising, and I do. But what I do is I decrease the time of how long I work out. So, yeah, this is on my mind today. Um, but I will be back with you guys later. later. I hope that you have an amazing, blessed Sunday. I appreciate all of you guys for listening in. Um, thank you. God bless you. I hope you have an amazing Sunday. And I'll be back with you later on. Love, live, and laugh. And remember to always allow God to be God. Anita, love to hate.
te heten. Hello you guys, it is Sunday evening 105. I hope you're having a blessed Sunday. I am. I hope you had a blessed Saturday. I hope everything's going good. I'm here to bring you a black history fact. And I'm pretty sure that plenty of you guys didn't know this. I learned this a long time ago, but I didn't know exactly um, as much as I know now about this person because I did some research. The inventor of the portable pencil sharpener was John Love. Um, it was speculated that he was born sometime during the Reconstruction period between 1865 and 1877. Um, he worked as a carpenter in the community of Fall Rivers, Massachusetts. Um, he applied for a patent for a portable pencil sharpener in 1897. His application specified that his invention was an improved device that could do double as a paperweight or ornament. The design was simple, including a hard crank and a compartment to capture the pencil shavings. It was known as the Love Sharpener. The sharpener has been in continuous use since it was first produced. While the pencil sharpener was Love's most successful invention, it was not his first. In 1895, he created and patented an improved plaster talk um, that's used by plasters and masons. Um, I'm sorry, masons. Um, Love's design featured like a detectable handle and a foldable aluminum board, making it portable and light work. He hired lawyers from New York and Boston firms to represent him while applying for both of his patents. Um, Love died along with nine other passengers on December 26, 1931, when the car they were riding in collided with a train near Charlotte, North Carolina. Reports from the time indicate that he was not married. So yeah, we created the portable pencil sharpener. That was, um, that's amazing because, you know, we use them. I know I have about two of them that I use at school. So, yeah. And then I have John Standard. Um, he was, he improved the refrigerator design. It was patented by, you know, African-American inventor, John Standard of Newark, New Jersey. He received a U.S. patent on October 29, 1889 for an improved oil stove. In his patent for the refrigerator, Standard declared this invention relates to improvements in refrigerators and it consists of certain novel arrangements and con combinations of parts. He, John Standard was saying that he had found a way to improve the design of refrigerators, a non-electrical and unpowered design. Standard's refrigerator made in 1891 used a manual filled ice chamber for chilling. John Standard's oil stove was a space saving design that he suggested could be used for buffet, buffet style meals on trains. Contrary to popular folklore, John Standard did not invent the very first refrigerator. However, every pattern represents something that has not been done before and most utility patents are issued for what is called an improvement. Improvements are the work of inventors and often is the improved design that succeeds. John Standard was born on June 15, 1868 in New York, New Jersey to Mary and Joseph Standard. He died around 1900. Not much else is known about him, though, besides that he improved the oil stove and refrigerator. So he played an impact on making the refrigerator better. He helped create the, the ice chamber that's actually started refrigerators to make an ice maker. So 
Um, he didn't create the refrigerator itself, but um, the little gadgets that were added to it with the ice maker and the ice shavers and things of that nature, he was the reason that was created that. The portable space um, stove where people use to cook, you know, to transport different places. Um, yeah, that's what um, he was a part of. Um, we we were some really great people. We did some really amazing things. Um, yeah. We were great. I can't say enough about us. I'm I'm proud of the things that I've learned and the things that I'm sharing. And I hope that I was able to share some things with you guys and that you didn't know that, you know, you can take and share with someone else. So you have a blessed day. John Love was the pencil sharpener. John Standard helped revent refrigerators. And for those of you who do not know what a mason is, a mason is a builder or an, an worker in stone. That's someone that does like carpenter work, um, things of that nature. So with John Love, I mentioned about him um, being a mason. That's what I mean by that. And a, pa a patent is... And a patent is a government authority or license conferring a right or title for a set period um, giving you the right to use or sell an invention uh, or to improve something. It's a copyright license, basically, legal protection, um, like a registered trademark. So that's what that means. All right, you guys. It's been a pleasure giving you some facts about people from before us, our history, our heritage, our ancestors, our families that we never met. But I wanted to talk about change. My topic for today is change. And sometimes I wonder, is change that hard to do? Like, why is it so hard for some people to change? than it is for others. And do people think the way I think that all that not that all change is not good change. You know, change is good for you, but not all change is good. Or am I just this person that has a way of doing things and wanting things to be done and be received back to where she just looks at things a certain way? I don't think that's the case because to me, when you change, that means you want to. Because change is making a difference. Take any use of another way instead of what you've been doing. I know for me, I've changed. I was very um, past aggressive um, when I was younger. Um, I didn't want a conflict. Um, and it got to the point when I was younger, everything I said to certain people, 
no matter how nice I said it, it became a conflict. And I always felt like I had to defend myself. So I became passive-aggressive, like I just wouldn't stay firm with how I felt, you know? I would just leave it alone. If they were ugly to me, I would leave it alone. But I noticed that people kept doing it and kept doing it. And I remember my dad saying, if you're not disrespecting them or being ugly, and you're being honest with how you feel and they can't take it, that's not on you, that's on them. So you'd rather be miserable and not tell a person how you feel or tell a person how you feel and they get mad. Because at least you've been honest with how you feel. And then you can process, did I say it wrong or I didn't say it wrong, rather than you're not saying how you feel and someone taking negative and you're still trying to figure out, well, what I said, well, what I, you know. So I changed from that. I became more assertive. And I was more open with how I felt about things. And um, I voiced my opinions when I'm asked. Because, you know, people would ask me how I felt about things. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Who are you going to eat it? Oh, it doesn't matter. When I know I want to go to Hooters and eat Hooters wings. And I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. So I, I started changing from things of that nature. Um, I would befriend people because I always try to look at the good in them. And different things caused me to change and be more closed off, more defensive, more protective. I'm not defensive as in every time you say something to me, I got my guard up. But I was more defensive as in is there a hidden agenda with them trying to befriend me but you know I want you guys to chime in and let me know is change hard or is it that individual have to want to change and understand what it is they need to change because if you don't want to change that makes it hard because to me change really is just putting forth an effort I don't know you tell me what you think and um, I'll be back with you guys later because I have a few little tidbits of stories that I want to share with you guys about different situations that led me to change with certain aspects of my life. So y'all chime in. Is change hard? Or is it just the individual wanting to take effort in changing? Um, I'll be waiting. Alright you guys, there's this um, podcaster, Larry the Unique One, that plays these jams at night. Um, and it just, I always wonder, like when I do listen to his station, like what makes him decide the music he decide, like what clicks, like what mood, or is it just someone calls in and requests or whatever. I don't know, I just, it just seems like every time when I tune into a station, he's playing songs that I really love that puts me in a good place or make me think of positive things or something or be like, oh my God, I forgot about that song. And um, I called into the station and asked him what was his format or, you know, what, how do he go by deciding what music he plays? And he called into my station and um, 
he actually didn't have a format. <laughs> but I'll let you listen to him. Hello, hello, Anita. Love to hate. To hate. What's up, girlfriend? This is your guy. Larry, the unique one. Thanks a lot, baby, for falling through my place. I appreciate that. I want to fall through more of you all's, but my time is so limited. I'm quite sure you'll be hearing me saying about, you know, all the things I'm doing. And answer to your question, you know, I don't plan. I just play whatever come, you know, whatever I'm feeling and whatever I put my hands on at the time, you know. But maybe sometime uh, I might get in the mood for certain things, you know. So I go with the flow. So I pretty much freestyle. So you have a blessed one. Thanks a lot for everything. Stay up. One. So all I say to you, Mr. Larry, the unique one, keep doing what you're doing. I will continue to tune in and listen to your jams because um, I love listening to your station. Um, I usually try to catch up at night to most of the people who um, I follow. Um, the top ones whose station I mainly call into all the time. I listen to them always during the day. Honestly, I do. Uh, if I hear something and I get caught up in work or school or something like that, I try to come back later on and catch up or something. But because my son has been giving me the blues lately, I haven't been able to stay consistently on top of it. So this weekend, between sinuses, studying, and helping everybody else, I got a chance last night to catch up on a lot of podcasters' um, stations. And they have been incredible. Y'all keep doing your thing. Um, I'm loving it. Y'all have some amazing segments and your formats, your flow, the way you transitions in between them. Y'all are doing some great jobs and I appreciate it. Keep doing your thing because I keep tuning in and listening because I like listening to you guys. Because um, it's, it's good to have an, um, hear opinions from other people about similar situations or topics that you've had or topics that you've discussed with your homegirl or your family member and then you hear it on someone else's podcast. Um, it's refreshing to hear other people that may agree with you or may have different opinions, but the way they express it, you get it more clearly sometimes. Um, but keep doing your thing, Larry, the unique one, and the rest of your podcasters. Don't change, don't stop. God bless. Y'all have a wonderful Sunday. Shout out to Positive Vibes. I love your station, I love your energy. Thank you for starting my station out. Keep doing your thing. Don't stop. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. Dark Little Podcast. Yo, podcast is hilarious. I love when you do it. You know, podcast is doing your friends. Um, you're hilarious. I, I, I just, I like your podcast. I like your energy. I like what you bring. I like just the fulfillment and the wildness. I, I love it. I enjoy it. Keep doing your thing. I will continue to support and call you. And maybe a little late when I, you know, call you from your your station because sometimes I have to play catch up because I work, I go to school, and I'm fighting these But um, I love your energy. And thank you for calling out my station. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday.
the one and only. I love your station. Thank you for shouting out my station. I appreciate it. Keep bringing that energy. Keep bringing those topics. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's never boring when I tune in to you. Um, when I listen to you with other um, podcasters, it's uh, refreshing. Um, so don't change. Continue to do your thing. And again, thank you for shouting out my station. The one and only. Yeah. Don't talk about my voice. Okay. Uh, Reg, Reggie, R-E-G, Reggie. I think that's your name. If it's not, I apologize. Um, ask me, it's a two-part question. What is my favorite color and why? And have I ever cheated? And if I have, what's the reason? Um, my favorite color is red. I just love red. I think red is, is warm, it's happy. Um, and we bleed red. And, you know, blood is important. For, us, for our heart to beat, for us to live, for cells to recycle. Um, so yeah, I, I love red. I, I, I just think it's a pretty color, and it's 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 like a heart. It's your heartbeat and all that good stuff. So, um, for us cheating, I've never cheated, never wanted to cheat. Uh, I have thought that um, in a certain situation that I was in that I should have cheated. And whenever I say that, um, he gets upset with me because he doesn't like me to say those type of things. Um, but it's the truth. Um, because I'm an honest person. Um, I've been cheated on. And I thought that it was a it was an act of, of being a coward. I thought it was very distasteful. It was dishonest. It was disloyal. Um, uh, I just... I felt um, weak because I didn't understand why this person was doing this to me when I know that I, I'm a good woman and I was a I was a good wife and I was good in our marriage and I didn't cheat you. He was the only person I've ever been with. Um, he was my first. So it was like, why would you do this to me? You know, I you know I thought you loved me. You know what I mean? So, and you know I had your child because I I got pregnant really young, and I got married really young. Um, so, yeah. But no, I never cheated. Never wanted to. I don't believe in cheating. I think um, it's it's very it's just being a coward. And I'm a very honest person. I hate being lied to, and I hate being cheated on, and I have a guilty conscience. So I'll. I would tell on myself some type of way, or I would probably walk away from that person. Um, so, yeah. Last night I said that I wanted to do a segment where my callers can call in or message me. You can message me, um, email, nicefy26 at gmail.com. Um, I haven't got my social media pages up just yet, or you can call into me, or you can message me on my segment, and I will answer that question for you, which is completely okay with me. I don't mind. 
Um, but I want my listeners to get to know me a little bit better. Um, so, yeah. I hope that helps. So, any questions, anything y'all want to know or learn about me, I'm open to answering them. Um, so. Okay. When I, my best friend, um, we've been knowing each other since elementary. And every time she would go through a situation, I would always try to be there for her. Um, if she needed money, I would try to way to the money from either my husband or my, my dad. And so she was married. And at the time, her and I had been had some kids. Um, but it became always her trying to figure out big herself out of bad situations or how to get over a bill or something like that. Well, people would say, oh, she's just using you. Oh, she's just this. Oh, she's just that. And because she's my best friend and I love her, we've been friends forever, I never tried to pay attention to what people were saying. Well, long story short, it got to the point where there was this rumor that went wrong about her husband was cheating on her with someone that we both knew. And I didn't know if it was true or not. So once I heard the rumor and I found out that it may have been some truth to it, she called me and was telling me about what she heard. Like, as soon as I picked up the phone, she just went in for the kill. So I didn't have time to tell her what I just heard or what someone said happened. So because of my response, because I got to have a guilty conscience, and you'll know if I already know something or if I'm lying. So my response was, oh, okay, you know, so... I'm sorry to hear that, girl. You know, that's what I said. I really did feel that way. Like, I, I, I really was hurt for her because I could tell that she was mad and upset. So she's like, did you know? And I said, well, actually, I just heard that. And she's like, you didn't call and tell me? I'm like, but you called me first. And she's like, yeah, but you went to my best friend. If you heard that, you supposed to be calling me. I didn't have time to call you because you called me. As soon as I got on the phone, you just went right on in for the kill. It's like, no, blah, 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 you know. It doesn't feel like a real friendship. It's just fake, da, da, da. So she gets mad at me and go at me like I did it. And I'm like, what? And she, she hangs the phone up in my face. So I try to call her back. She doesn't answer the phone. So then she texts me like a two, two or three days later, and she was like, I'm not blaming you for what happened. I'm just upset because I just been embarrassed. And it hurt knowing that someone had told you and you didn't um, move quick enough to let me know because if it was you, I would have told you. So long story short, I said, well, what was the point of me trying to tell you anyway? Even if I had I got to, if I was able to get the conversation out started before you did, you weren't going to leave him. So what would have been the point of me telling you something that I don't really know is true? It's more of a he say, she say. And I'm going off of what might be true, but not really true. But because you you called and told me first, it's become disloyal to you. And I said, all the things that I've done for you, all the years I've had your back, different stuff that I've built you out of. Like, I've built this girl out of stuff that people have no clue about. 
and she still blamed me. Like, she was still mad with me. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm not doing this with you. And then um, my dad was like, no, she knows she owes you money, and so she's trying to use that as an excuse to not pay you. But mind you, she owes me plenty of money. She never paid me back. So I didn't understand why money would be the reason that she would find a reason to use that against me. I know that she was hurt, and I know that she was embarrassed, but I didn't feel that it was fair to blame me for what happened. Well, 2018, she doesn't talk to me on the phone. Like, she'll text me, but she won't talk to me on the phone. Now, mind you, her oldest son is my godson, and he calls me. Every time I don't get to talk to him because when he calls me, I'm at work. But he texts me all the time. He sent me messages on Instagram. He sent me messages on this little app called Tangle. Like, he always reaches out to me. He always, you know, for birthdays and things of that nature. And saying things like versa, I always reach out to him. But she won't talk to me. Like, she's going, she was going to the same school I was going to. And lied and told me that she wasn't. And I'm like, but you are. And she's like, no, I'm not. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, is it more to what's going on than what it is? And so it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. So once I pulled back, she got mad and said, I really wasn't a, a real friend. Once um, I pulled back and was like, I'm done, whatever, I became this not real friend and I became this and I became that. And I had to accept that you know, maybe it was reversed, and I felt like she knew and didn't tell me. It probably would have, it probably would take me a long time to process that you knew that people were talking about me and saying that, you know, my husband cheated on me and, you know, making a joke out of me or whatever, if that's how I felt. I probably would have felt the way I, the way she felt, but listening to my best friend who have always been there for me, who have always had my back. I don't, I, I can't see me doing that. But then, then again, like she's never really been there for me. She would be told, you know what I mean? Like things that I went through, um, at one point she was, but then it got to the point where it was just her life and her life and her life. And I know at some point when you have friends, have in both of you, her family, sometimes your family pulls you in one direction and, you know, her family pulls you in a different direction, vice versa, whatever. But it's like, it was times where I needed her and she wasn't there. And I never asked her for anything other than just to be a friend, just to listen. And I didn't get that majority of the time. I was always the one listening. I was always the one doing and helping and babysitting and fixing, you know what I mean? So then I'm like, Am I just her friend? Because I don't think she's really my friend. You know what I mean? But she really, you know, overall have always been a good person. Like, never had, like, devilish or low-down, deceitful ways about her. But the reality of it was, like, I never could call her and actually be there for me at a certain point in our our relationship as we got older. And when that happened and she blamed me for it, I felt stupid. I felt like, girl, what are you doing? Like, I would call her and beg her to talk to me. Like, I would leave messages like, don't do this. You know, we've been friends forever. You're like, you're my best friend, da 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 You know everything about me. I know everything about you. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to lose that friendship because she was the first 
real friendship that I ever really had, to be honest. Without judgment, without criticism, without um, making me feel insecure about my flaws or anything like that. And so I really didn't want to lose that friendship. But I had to change and let that go. I had to be like, move on. You know what I mean? So it was so when she would text, I would not respond to it for a while. And then it became, because in the process of me trying to get her to talk to me, I would just apologize to her. I would just be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I should have told you sooner. I should have tried to get to you, you know, and let you know what was being said. Da, da, da. Like, I tried to compromise who I am to accommodate her because of our friendship. And then after the fact, I'm like, I didn't even do anything. So, yeah, I had to change from that and stop taking accountability and responsibility for somebody else's actions when, especially if I didn't do anything. Now, if I was cold about what she went through, that would have been one thing, but I wasn't. I've always been understanding. So, yeah, I had to change from that. To this day, I haven't talked to her on the phone in almost three years. So sorry. She texts me, she sends me emails, um, but that's about it. I even sent her pictures of my family. I asked her to send me some updated pictures of her family, and she wouldn't. Her son did, but she wouldn't. So it was like, I had to change and accept the fact that that friendship that I once knew no longer exists. And I had to move past it because it was hurting me. It was, it was holding me back. But, you know, sometimes you outgrow those friendships. And maybe she outgrew me before I outgrew her. I don't know. But I had to change from it and let it go and move on. And um, it took a while, but, yeah. back you guys and I just have a quick question why do they always have the rudest people in a store when you don't feel your your, your back or if you go to a, a fast food restaurant and you're trying to get some food why you always get the rudest person to assist you it's, it's almost like you have a flag to say, hey, give me the rudest person. Hey, give me the baddest attitude, like, right here. Like, oh, my God. Like, you just want to just scream and be like, get out of my face. And please, people, fire this person. God, it's like it had CVS Pharmacy in Baker, Louisiana. They have this one they have some, but this one particular person, every time I come in there, she's rude to someone. And it's and I, I, I sit there and I just look at her like, why are you here? Like, why did you get hired? Like, why did you put in an application to work here when you don't have customer service skills, you don't have patience, you don't have understanding? Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand that. And then... Like, I just came to get some medicine. I went to CVS to get some medicine, and she was just so ugly and just so impatient. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, like, I don't want to be bothered with your girlfriend. I, I and, and today would not be a good day for you to try me. 
I'm just tired of rude people. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so over it right now. Like, I don't want to deal with it. I'm tired of it. You know, we have enough with our president. So normal day-to-day people, no. And you know what's crazy? is It's always your own kind. That's the rudest people to you. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. Now, let me, let, me, let me be clear. I've been in a store, and they've had some very rude, nasty, ugly white women, Hispanic women, and Asian women. But I've had more black women than any of them. And that burns me up like, go home and get you some rest and start over tomorrow because clearly today is not a good day for you. And it's definitely not a good day if you get on my bad side. You know what I mean? That's when I know God is, is, is in the midst of me and he's working on me and he's changing me because I, I, I've changed a lot. And I'm not going to say every day I'm very, I'm that patient to where I could just be like, oh my God, I'm just ignoring it, whatever. And having all these beautiful songs in my head as I'm ignoring this person. Um, but I am changing. And I'm aware of that. And the people that I love, sometimes I feel like they, like, it's like I'm surpassing them. And they haven't, I'm, it's like I'm leaving them because they'll say something that I've said or I've done before. And where I'm at in 2018 and where I was in 2017, I've been past that. But they'll still bring up stuff of like 2014 or 2013 that I've said or looked at it a certain way. And I'm like, I'm past that. So it's like for me to be able to walk out that, out that pharmacy with my medicine and not snap at this little rude person lets me know that God is amazing He's working on me, and I am changing. I'm taking baby steps, but I'm changing. Like I said, it's effort. All it takes is effort and persistence and the will, and you have to want to change. You have to know that there are areas about you that need to change. Change is a good thing if it's positive. I just don't want to deal with real people. That's all. But change is good. But I'll be back with you guys in a second on another Black History um, tip. It. Yes, honey. God is working on me. <laughs> yes, my God is working on me. He's amazing. Yes, he is. All right, all right, you guys. Um, I am back to give you guys another fact. This is actually a black achievement. Um, this is uh, Patricia Bade. Um, she was an American ophthalmologist and inventor. Um, she was known for being the first African-American to complete a residency in ophthalmology and the first black female doctor to receive a medical patent. Um, like amazing 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 um also there's this kenneth fraser um is an american business executive who is currently the chairman and ceo of the pharmaceutical company merck and company i know y'all have heard of that pharmaceutical um 
Anyway, Frazier is the first African American to lead a major pharmaceutical company. Like, it's not his company, but he's leading it. He's running it. He's making it happen. And this company is really big. Um, we have gotten medicine from them. Um, so that's probably why I um, recognize the company or whatever. But, yeah, we, we, we are some great people. We've done some very, very um, amazing things um, in this world. Um, also, um, Tristan Walker was the founder and the CEO of Walker and Company Brands Incorporated, a health and beauty company focusing on designing products for people of color. So yeah, we, we, we're great. And then there's Dr. Solomon Carter Fuller, who trained at the Royal um, Psychiatric Hospital um, with Dr. Alois Alzheimer. Um, was a widely published pioneer in Alzheimer's disease research. Fuller was also the first black psychiatrist in the United States. So yeah, we, 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 you know what? We're banging. We're doing some things, you guys. Um, yeah, so I can't go into details of how proud I am of the things that we've accomplished and things that I'm learning and things that um, other people um, have taught me. Um, like I said earlier, John Love, he was the one that invented the portable pencil sharpener. Um, and then we have John Standard who revamped the refrigerator. He, um, like, he improved the refrigerator. Refrigerator. I'm sorry. He the one made the um, the ice maker, and he also did the oil stove, which was a space saving um, people use to cook on. You know, so we 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 are some great people. We've done some great, amazing things, and I, I don't. You know, some people's like um, Black History is just for one month. Black History is every month. And it should be for every month. And even if your children are not being educated in the school system, it's our job as parents to educate our children. I'm grown. I am old enough to know that you're never too old to learn. And every time when I learn something, I like to share it and spread it. So if I'm learning something, I want my children and my nieces and nephews and cousins and friends and everybody to, to learn as well. So... If they're not teaching our children in the school system about our heritage and where we came from and all our accomplishments and the, even the things that we're accomplishing now, then it's our job to go and look into these things and, and, and learn our own self and learn about the things that we've done. Um, to know that, to pass it on, we have to push for better education in our homes and in the school system, but we are our children's first teacher. We have to teach them and we have to let them know to appreciate who you are and know that there's way more accomplishments behind African-Americans than they want to give us acknowledgement for in the history book. And then you take those that information and you give it to your children and pass it on and pass it on and pass it on. So it's never too late to learn. So, yeah, that's my tidbit on Black history. So, 
Thank you guys for tuning in on my little tidbit on black history. I'll be back shortly. All right, all right, all right, you guys. It is Super Bowl Sunday. I haven't mentioned the Super Bowl because my team isn't playing. So I wasn't as excited about the Super Bowl as um, I would have been if the Saints had been playing. I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. And I've been hearing mixed emotions on who they're rooting for, who they're not rooting for. And to be honest with you, I'm jumping on the bandwagon of the Eagles. I am looking, hoping, keeping my fingers crossed for the Eagles. I want them to win. And yes, I'm just going to be negative. I'm going to say it. And people may not like what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it because I am real and I'm honest. And I don't know how to be anything other than that because I don't know how to be fake and I don't know how to pretend. And I don't like being lied to, so I don't like lying. So I'm going to be honest with you. I'm tired of seeing Brady win. Okay? It's out there. I put it out there. It's in the air. Can't take it back. It's done. So, yeah, the ball is bad. He make it look so easy, and he just it just looks so effortless how he make things happen. Like, you count him out, and he just be like, oh, y'all, y'all went to sleep on me, huh? Well, I'm Brady. You know what I mean? However, I don't know if Timberlake is going to be able to, like, give me that awe, um, Super Bowl excitement. Um, but I am a fan of Timberlake, and I think he had the capabilities of doing that. Um, but ever since the Janet Jackson situation, I've kind of felt a little way towards Timberlake because I felt like they gave her a, a bad rap, and they kind of went at her more negative than they did him. Um, and I don't think it was fair. And I'm, I'm just being honest. I don't think it was fair. Um, but take that out the equation. I'm hoping that it's a good, you know, performance and that the Eagles win. <laughs> I'm keeping my hands crossed for the Eagles to win. I really want them to win because I want to go to work and I want to brag. Yeah, and I want to gloat and all that good stuff. You know what I mean? No, I'm just playing. But I do want them to win because I'm just tired of Brady winning. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. You know, call me a hater if you want to. That's fine. That's okay. But I'm being honest. I'm not going to say what somebody wants me to say because it sounds good. Um, yeah, I, I want them to lose. I, I'm tired of seeing them win. I, I just, there's no reason, no other reason other than that. So I'm rooting for the Eagles. Um, who are you guys rooting for? Who are y'all aiming? Like, what are, if, for those of you that are into the Super Bowl, that's into sports, that love this type of stuff, like, what is your all-time favorite thing about um, Super Bowl games? Like, is it the halftime performance? Is it the commercials? Is it the teams that are playing? Like, what is it that you're really most looking forward to? Like, I want to, I, you know, let's chime in. If y'all want to talk, let's talk it up. You know what I mean? I mean, I know my voice might be annoying because that little raspy man sounding voice it is. But I want I want you guys to talk and share and let me know how you how you feel, what you're thinking, who you rooting for. You know what I mean? Like, what are y'all eating? Because I want some food over here, too. Okay? Okay, I have another question. My question is, um, is it true that marijuana is good for cancer patients or pain medication as compared to opiates um yes it is but working in a medical field where we're not licensed to prescribe 
uh, marijuana. Um, we can't encourage the patients to smoke marijuana either. We can't tell them what they cannot do either. You know, that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. Um, it's because some herbs that patients take, it conflicts with the chemotherapy. So they'll tell them not to take certain um, herbs, vitamins or whatever. But that is one herb that doesn't interfere with their chemotherapy if their body is going to receive the chemotherapy. Um, because not everybody body works together with chemotherapy. Some people body works against chemotherapy. So they may have to go through more than one round of chemo or they may have to change their chemo because um, it's not working. Their body is not um, accepting it. The cancer cell is not um, fighting against it. So all that it depends on, you know, the patient, their cancer, how bad their cancer is. Um, things of that nature. So, um, but yeah, um, it is good for them compared to opium. So, yeah. And one of my fave, fave callers. Well, happy Sunday, Miss Anita. Uh, this is Miss E. I was just, uh, Appreciating that last uh, bit of black history. Uh, appreciate that. He invented that little ice compartment. Because uh, I'm sipping on a little cocktail now using some ice cubes. So kudos. Appreciate it. Wish I could shake his hand. But uh, I hope all is going well for you today. I appreciate these little knowledge that you give to us each and, and every day. So you keep up the good work. And I am anticipating the next little jewel you present to us. Have a fabulous Sunday. Well, good evening, Miss Anita. Uh, just speaking on your subject of change. Uh, I, too, agree with you. Uh, not all change is good change. You got to pick and choose when you need to change, if you need to change, and if it's for a good reason. And I also agree with you that change is a want to. You got to want to change. If you, it's, it's a little difficult. I'm saying that it's not hard, but it's a little difficult. But the bottom line is, if you want to, then you will do it. Because that's how we do everything. We do things that we want to do. No one makes us do anything. No one changes us. We change because we want to. People get in a relationship and want to change people. But the person only change only when they want to. So, yeah, it can be done. Mr. E, first of all, you're welcome. And that's the least I can do. Although some people may get tired of my little tippets. But when I learn, I like to share. That's just me. Um, and secondly, thank you so much. Um, I hate when, you know, women are you know in a relationship with um a guy that you know is bad for them and they know that the situation is bad is unhealthy but they still stick with it because they think that that's going to change a man and you're sitting there thinking but do they want to change because change is within that person and that person individually have to see that they need to change and that they want to change 
Um, but um, I don't think change is hard unless you fight against it. You know, it's it's, it's like if if a drug addict wants to change from drugs and not want to do drugs anymore because they know if they do it, they're going to go to jail. Well, that type of change clearly would be more stressful than you changing your negative attitude or changing your opinionated ways or, you know, not being able to take constructive criticism. You know, you, you know, changing those type of change is different from trying to, you know, be um, a productive person after you get released from jail and you don't know anything other than jail for the last 30, 20, 40 years or however you want to word it. You know what I mean? So that change can be hard and can be complicated and it causes people to fall back into those bad habits because they want to do what's familiar to them and if something isn't working and clicking the way they want it to click then sometimes the pressure will get to them and you know they'll fall back but thank you so much um for listening to my segments for joining in for calling in i appreciate it um like I say, I always say it's going to be this one particular person that's going to call in at least or going to give me some kind of thought or some kind of acknowledgement that, hey, girl, I'm listening to you. I'm feeling what you're saying or no, I'm not agreeing with you. Um, but, yeah, change change is a good thing. I mean, I'm, I'm changing um, myself because there are things that I want to change. Um, like I said, I had a friendship that I had ever since elementary and it took me a long time to get to that point of accepting that I think that we have surpassed each other. And, and you know, my journey with her, you know, it's over. It's gone. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a choice that everybody make and that, you know, you have to want to change. and You have to want it. If you don't want it, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? So, but I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for calling into my station, for tuning into my station, for just listening. Even when you're quiet and you don't say anything, I still appreciate just the quietness, just the fact that you're even giving my station any type of attention is a lot to me. I'm very humbled at the things that the encouragement that I've been getting from some people from on this day on this um, podcast, especially you. Um, So I appreciate it. But. Like I always say, if there's anything you want to know, any questions you want to ask me, any segment you want, you would like to hear on my station, anything that you particularly you want want me to talk about on my station, um, I'm open to it. You know, let's talk. Let's, you know, let's serve some tea. But um, you have a great Sunday. And who are you rooting for? Like, who are you into the Super Bowl? Are you into football? Because I'm pretty sure that you are. So, like, what is your household like right now where you're at? All right, you guys, I'm going to leave um, for a bit, and I might be back later on um, and do a, another segment. If not, I'll be back on to at least to tell you guys good night. Um, uh, just a little rundown, a recap of some of the things that um, I talked about. I talked about my horoscopes and um, me struggling with health and me wanting to at least exercise even when I don't feel my best because, you know, I'll be scared that I'm going to cough up and all this other stuff 
So I limit my time, like I decrease it, things of that nature. Um, I talked about John Love and how he invented the pencil sharpener. And I talked about John Long, who revamped the refrigerator, making the ice um, part of it, um, and the portable stove. Um, I also talked about Patricia Bath, um, an American ophthalmologist, an inventor for being the first African-American to complete a residency in ophthalmologist. I also talked about Kenneth Fraser, who is the first chairman and CEO of the pharmaceutical company, Merck and Company. Um, you know, we're still doing some great things even now. I mean, he doesn't own the company, but he's heading it up. He's running the show. So for that, he's doing great things. So you can't really knock him. I mean, you can knock him for that, but why when he's clearly doing some great things? Um, so, yeah, we, we, we're, we're, we're some awesome, awesome people. We're doing some great things in this world. And, yes, I'm still fighting my science. And my topic for today was, was change. And if change was hard, um, what makes change hard? To me, what makes change hard is resisting. Um, when you know it's something you need to do, but you fight against doing it, because you're so worried about how you're going to look or if it's going to change the image of yourself to other people um, or if you're in denial that you need to change. Um, but I'm not talking about women that want to change a man to be a certain way. I'm not talking about that type of change. I'm talking about the changing of a certain thing about yourself, a flaw of yours that you know is negative. It brings negative energy and it gives you negativeness and you need to change that to better it, to make you better. Um, I'm talking about that type of change. Um, I also talked about my callers and my, you know, people called in and asked me some questions about my favorite color, which is the red. Have I ever cheated? No, I never cheated. I don't believe in it. I think that's a cowardly act. Yes, I have been cheated on before, but that didn't make me want to cheat on that person. Um, I don't do that. Like, that's not, that's not me. That's not what I'm about. I, I, that takes away from who I am as a woman. And as a person, and I have a guilty conscience, so honestly, I would tell on myself if you really want to be honest. Um, I also talked about my best friend, who I don't even know if I should still consider her a best friend at this point. But I know at one time, I felt like she was my best friend because she knew so much about me and how she's changed and how it got to the point where I had to change and let that go and accept the fact that we had grew past apart and that journey, me and her journey was over. Um, also about the rude customer service, like you go in the store and all you keep getting the same rude person over and over. Or every time you go somewhere on the days where you feel your worst, you run into rude people. Like you just get so tired of that. Um, so yeah, what else did we talk about? What well, I talked about. Oh, I talked about Super Bowl Sunday. The game is going. I'm rooting for the Eagles. I'm tired of Brady. So, yeah, I'm going to check in with the game, see what's going on, get updated, and find me something to eat, like some chicken or something, because, you know, I'm not vegan. Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys are having a fabulous, blessed Sunday evening. I'm going to medicate, tune into the game, and still study. And, um... If y'all feel like calling in and talking in between, I am open. So come on in and let's talk and let's have some fun and talk and shout or whatever. Or ask me questions. I'm okay with that too.
Peace. Anita loves to hate to hate. Just means that I love and I do not hate. See you later. Hello, my callers, and thank you guys. Hi, Anita. This is Lana. I just want to thank you so much for all the love you showed me. And God bless you. Hope you had a wonderful Sunday. Continue to produce wonderful, good, positive content. And keep shining. Be a light in this world. And God bless once again. All right, take care.